0: Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference, the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference.
1: And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Ali, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts.
0: I wanna start off today by saying that people who are inauthentic drive me mad. I struggle with it um I know when I'm faced with it or I'm in that situation I have something I need to learn but I really thought we could start here today Dave because I think this is an important thing for us to talk about and and for me to talk about because I'd like to really explore that so it's nice to see you how are you
1: I am excellent nice to jump right in
0: (laughs) I thought I'd just like lay that down right off the hop
1: (laughs) well it's great so You know me, whenever I get an emotional trigger, when something has a high emotional charge, that's the doorway to some learning. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is a good opportunity to learn together. So first of all, let me ask you, Allie, um, how do you know when someone is inauthentic? When you say someone's inauthentic, they drive me crazy. So let's just step back and say, how would you describe that awareness?
0: Okay, so this is interesting because this ties to restaurants and, and my experience. And I, like, I, I've trained this for years with servers and bartenders and people working in the front of house, because um, I always say the guest will know if you're inauthentic, like people have really big BS meters and they know, like we inherently know if somebody's heart's not in it or they're not there that day or they don't feel like interact like they're being forced to interact with that person so this has been something i've talked about for a long time um but then at the same time on the flip side of that conversation sometimes it was like well do i just have to do it and it's like well no we want you to want to (laughs) to do it and if your heart's not in serving then we need to talk about that right um but for me like it's a feeling So I often say that I'm, I'm a feeling person, but like if I'm interacting with somebody and they're inauthentic, like, how do I know? I sense they don't really care about being around me. I feel like I'm just kind of a passer by and I find my inner narrative goes bad. If that makes sense. Like I even just kind of said some negative things there. Like my inner narrative turns from wanting to connect with this person to trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong or how I should get out of this situation or or whatever, right? So, but it's a feeling. I'm like, this person doesn't want to be with me. This person's not interested in this conversation. <laughs> Should I move on?
1: <laughs> is it possible for a person to care and be inauthentic?
0: I think so, because I think um, part of authenticity is presence. So sometimes, if we're lacking presence and we're just like totally somewhere else, or something stressing us out, or you know what I mean, we're just like really struggling that's my personal um, opinion. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I think presence is a part of authenticity.
1: Oh, it's a big part. So we got two criteria for authenticity. It it is hard. It's like beauty, as we've talked about. It's hard to articulate. You just kind of know when it's there and you kind of know when it's not. But we're we're just trying to be descriptive here in terms of identifying when you're not. So you got to be present and you got to care. So why does that drive you crazy when someone doesn't care and they're not present?
0: Well, I don't, I don't feel like the interaction is meaningful. Like, I feel like, what are we doing? Like, I could, I don't know, I could sit alone (laughs) rather than have this coffee talk with you or whatever is happening, right? Um, Like, okay, so let's take this as an example. How many times have you been out with a friend and been out to like dinner or lunch or coffee or something and their phone's buzzing? buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and they just keep looking down and responding to texts and you're in the middle of conversation and you're like (laughs) and so it was my husband because he used to yell at me because I was that person (laughs) and he used to be like no no more and so we had to like leave our phones away from the table and now I I I feel like that's a huge lack of presence which leads to like this inauthentic Connection with people. So there's a lot of factors that play at play, but I feel like my brain's all over the place. Sorry, but.
1: No, it's actually really accurate. Okay. <laughs> so you're with somebody. This is why we have to be very precise about this. Uh, if we're going to change something, you have to be precise. As we say, ambiguity is a formula for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really precise. So you're putting your phone, you're not, you're allowing somebody else. So here's why you're allowing somebody else to take priority over this relationship or something else to take priority over this relationship. So when you say I get driven crazy, um, that is another way of saying I'm just really ticked off right now, but I can't express it and I can't act on it. So it goes around in my head, which gets exhibited in this thing that I call crazy. Mm Does That make sense.
0: Yeah, crazy is my default word for myself too,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, but what you're really saying is, I'm really ticked right now and I don't have the courage to speak up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to become obsessed and crazy Yeah, as a default. Yeah. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, and I would like, uh, I don't know if I'd use the word obsessed, but i I call them like mind traps. Like I get caught in my own thoughts and I just spin... More and more, you know, negative and like into a bad place.
1: Right. Yeah. What is really going on inside? And thank you for bringing this to the conversation today because I can totally relate to this. And I'll just, we'll just work together at guiding you through this. What are you really feeling when someone isn't present? If they're putting another priority over you?
0: I think I'm feeling like, well, like I don't matter. Yes. Like, maybe I don't belong there. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Um, Yeah. And I know, like, I'm very aware how important belonging is, right? Like, when somebody feels like they don't belong, or if somebody ever says that to me, it's heartbreaking, because I know how much that hurts Um, me, personally. Right.
1: And You probably feel the same way when they aren't present for one of your guests Mm -hmm. because you want your guests to feel like they belong just like you want you to feel like you belong and that's a very high value in your stores
0: yeah oh yeah for sure for sure and and um (laughs) so it's a challenge because I'm like we need to do this but it I don't want it to be forced (laughs) I want it to be authentic, but I don't want to like make you do this. I want you to want to do it. Right. And so, I mean, there's deeper things there with leading and running an organization and engaging a team, but um, that authenticity comes through a sense of belonging.
1: So nobody can make me feel crazy, but craziness is a response to that when I can't be authentic. hmm So the first response to inauthenticity, which is a lack of caring and a lack of presence, is I want to make sure I'm authentic. So what's an authentic response to sitting with someone and having them not be present and not care? Or care about something else more important than than this relationship at this moment? Mm.
0: Well, I think I try to be empathetic. Like, do you need do you need a few minutes do you want to come back to this in half an hour or you know like um I think that that's a fair thing to do because I tend to like pass judgment a little too quickly too like maybe something's going on that I don't know about right that they have to be responding to too I mean sometimes we think our world is the only world (laughs) which is not not necessarily
1: true important because you know, we can become. First of all, we do know that communication and connection shuts down when people are allowing themselves to be interrupted. But maybe that interruption is something really critical. Maybe they've got a, a sick parent
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is in that is on their deathbed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that's a beautiful first response, which is empathy, and say, "Listen, do you need some space right now?" It's evident that it's evident that you are attending to something else is that that's taking a priority over our time together right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then a second response.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, the second response, it has to be honesty. Yeah. So what's underneath the craziness? So you could say you're driving me crazy right now. Or I'm, which would be more accurate, would say, I'm allowing myself to be driven crazy right now. Mm -hmm. But again, that's an annoyance, which is a secondary feeling that we've talked about. So what's underneath the secondary feeling? You are feeling discounted? Yeah. Or I'm angry, or I'm annoyed, or I'm being, this is driving me crazy. These are ways that we invite people to then go secondary, And so that's what escalates. We call that an argument. So it escalates the frustration, which goes from tension to a full-blown argument. And then one will escalate on another and escalate on another. And it's not going to end well. No. It'll end up with a fight.
0: And so that's why I go into avoidance, excuse me, about it too. Because um, (laughs) I don't want to end up in a fight. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, no, none. Very few of us do that are as, as compassionate as you are. So let's take instead of escalating it up. Let's take the journey down and through and connect. Yeah. And create an opportunity for connection. So what's underneath that? I'm feeling a little discounted right now. I'm feeling what? A little cast
0: aside would be the word that comes to my mind.
1: Cast aside. Yeah. Is it a word? Two words? Yeah, we'll make it up. We can make up. That's, that's, the, that's what you, you get a license when you get to, when you do a podcast, you, you get a podcast,
0: you make up your own words. <laughs> Just bear with me today. <laughs> okay. Yes. Cast aside. Yeah. I think that is like, that hits home. I feel that inside me. If I was sitting there and like putting myself there and feeling that it's like, it's a feeling of being cast aside.
1: Okay, so that to me, you've hit authenticity, because that's truthful. It's not about blame. It's not about uh, control. It's not about manipulation. It's there's no disrespect in it. If it gets interpreted as being disrespectful, that's on them. But it's authentic by definition, when it's truthful, without being hurtful. Now, it might sting a little bit to get that feedback, but the intent is it's not a blaming, uh, lashing out expression. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, that's what truth is. It's it's inarguable. You can't argue with truth. I feel cast away right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting as you're saying that, because the one thing that's going through my head, too, is like, if you're escalating, you're probably telling that person that they're a bad person. Whereas when you're kind of de-escalating, you're just saying like this situation just isn't great. You're still a good person (laughs) at heart, right? Like, I don't, I don't feel like you're a terrible person. I just feel like this isn't going the way I would have hoped.
1: (laughs) It's not a statement of who they are as a person. It's not a statement of anything in the future. It's a, it's a current statement of where you're at truthfully right now. And that is by definition, authentic. Now, there's only two responses that the person can give you. Well, I guess three. One is they can ignore you and mm-hmm. just go on. But the, the other one is that they defend against it and they don't honor your being cast away. They don't care that you get cast away. I'm going to allow myself as, in one way or another. I'm going to allow myself to be uh, distracted at this moment and not present. Or the third response would be; those are sort of two of the same variations of the same response. This, this the mm-hmm. next response that they can have is that they can now turn into empathy, and they can really hear you, mm-hmm. and they can acknowledge, "Oh, I didn't realize that I was that I was that my behavior was casting you away. So I'm going to change, and look at that." And they may then be vulnerable, and they might say, "Oh, yeah, you know what? This is uh, I've got a I've got." Uh, a sick dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, I need, you know, this is my partner who's letting me know that that is keeping me posted. And Mm -hmm. I didn't communicate that with you. And I'm really sorry. So let's put this conversation off. And let's get together later tonight, because I really need to attend to this right now or whatever, but they acknowledge you. Yeah. Now, if they don't acknowledge you, you can sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt and say, well, you know what, they're so distracted, and they're so uh, not available. They're in, they might be in a lot of stress right now, and they're not capable of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you could walk away for that moment and just say, listen, you attend to what you need to, because you don't want to be in, you don't want to be sitting and having a conversation with somebody that's not present.
0: No, like, now, what are you doing?
1: That becomes a pattern hmm. that they continually discount you, and they don't, empathize with you then you have a values alignment misalignment in that relationship right. and then you begin to say this is not an authentic this person does not deserve my authenticity this is a person who um, I, we're not connected authentically and so I might if I have to be in this relationship or I need to be in this relationship because we have a working relationship will it, it, it it'll be a transactional relationship it won't necessarily be authentic or maybe that maybe I'll give it a benefit of the doubt and might be able to be authentic at another time. Yeah. So that's the, that's the theory in response to this. What's your reaction? Mm -hmm. Does that speak to you?
0: Mm -hmm. It does. I think there's like, uh, an interesting piece that was kind of like crossing my mind as you were talking about, you know, you have these responses, you can ignore them, (laughs) whatever, or you can, you know, become empathetic. And I think for me, I was just having like a personal reflection, but I think for me in those moments where I have been not present and not engaged, my sister is a big person for calling me out on it. So we don't get to spend a lot of time, like we work together, so we don't get to spend a lot of time together, not working. And there's been times where we've got together and I've been like hammering away on my phone and she'd be like, Hey, (laughs) right. And so she's my sister. She can really call me out on it but it's really interesting because, um, after that happens and I'll kind of put my phone down and I'll be like, oh yeah, that really sucks. (laughs) Right. Cause she's like, we're driving down the street and she's like trying to tell me a story about her life and I'm hammering away at a text on my phone or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, man, that's sorry. Right. And sometimes we just need a little shake. And so we can, when we can like, kind of take that little step into that place of empathy and like really be with what that would feel like to be on the other side, then I think we're really accessing our authenticity because those are like those little markers right along the way that continually remind you to kind of come back. And I mean, I'm, there's me lots of times where I'm not present. <laughs> I am like very busy and overloaded a lot. And, you know, people should shake me probably more often, but, um, yeah, those moments are important because I don't like, as, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, like I did that to her like two weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry, Jill.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's so interesting what you're saying because I have hammered on people, my kids, my friends, everybody, I hammer on them all the time when they're on their phones, when they want to, when I want to have a conversation with them. And Val last night got on my case. I was returning text. And, it, and we, I, we're pretty religious about this at supper, like you don't do this. And I got returning texts. Actually, I think one was from you.
0: I was just, I was like, we were texting.
1: I know. <laughs> but you know what? Sorry, now. That's not on you. you just <laughs> texted me, which is you have the right, it's my job to, and Val actually said something and said, Dave, you're on the, you're on, you're not really very present. And you see, You just reminded me, here's the, here's Mr. Authenticity, right? But it's not authentic to be pretending to be in a relationship with my wife and be on a text. No, it's not. That's inauthentic because it's not honest about Mm -hmm. where I really want to be. Do I want to be on the text or do I want to be with my wife? Yeah. There might be times where it's more, where it's more important for me to be on my text. I can't say I can wrap my whole life around my wife and she wouldn't want me to do that. I have to, you know, I am I have to create some income here and it, so I have to use my text to do that. She'd be like, back off, Dave, give me a break. <laughs> right, but um, let's get honest about it. Yeah. And if if <laughs> we've agreed that supper time is one of those sacred times where we are attending to each other, then let me be honest about that and say no to the text. Yeah. Because it isn't authentic when we're trying to do two things at once.
0: Mm -hmm. And so maybe
1: like. See that language.
0: Yeah, no worries. And so it's interesting because I'm like, okay, are we identifying a little authenticity practice here? Maybe, maybe a cool practice for me moving forward out of this conversation would be to try to recognize when I'm split attention. So same scenario, right? I'm having dinner with Chris, my phone pings. I look down, (laughs) I need, I need I need, to create a little space. Do I look at it? Is there a reason to look at it? Or do I need to flip it over and push it away? And why is it even at the table, right? And if I do have something going on, I need to have the presence and the wherewithal to turn to Chris and be like, I just need 10 minutes. Can we postpone dinner for 10 minutes? I'm just going to quickly respond to these texts and then you're going to have me for the rest of the night, right? And just like handle those couple things. I think that's authentic too. And that's, um, there's not this huge expectation that you, if you can't be present, you can be honest about that too. And be like, this stuff is really pressing. <laughs> like I need to get to this and I just need to do it and I'll feel better because if I sit here, there's the other part of that too, Dave. Right. So when you have those, all those things going on and then you sit down and you're like, okay, I need to be present with Val, but your mind is like, <laughs> right. that's hard to be present too. So sometimes we need to like just dump it all out or like respond to those texts, or those emails. And maybe it's an hour later when we have dinner. But um, I think that's valuable to do that too, to set yourself up so that you can be present with the people you're with. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm taking away from this. But being authentic says where is really knowing where we want to be. Yeah. Even if it's, I'm not very present right now but I want to be because I care about this relationship or I need to be present over here. That's authentic. Yeah. Um, but it's, and and if I'm never present to this relationship, if I constantly put this device above this relationship, but I'm saying that you're important to me, but all of my actions show that I'd really rather be on this device, all of my actions show that I am continually available on this device and I'm never present to you, then I'm lying to you. Yeah. I'm saying to you, if I could be authentic, it would be, you know what, this device and all the responses that come with it are really more important in my life than you are. Yeah. Now, you know where I stand honestly, that's authentic. Yeah. Because I'm being truthful about it. I can't imagine why anybody where that would be truth for somebody but if it is, then let's get it out on the table and let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is to take responsibility, Part of authenticity is personal responsibility. Yeah. So if, if I'm being, if I'm feeling crazy right now in our relationship, uh, that's on me. Nobody can make you feel, can make you feel crazy. It's, it's a response to my, in a, usually it's a response to my uh, lack of willingness or lack of clarity to be courageous and honest with another person and I just drive myself crazy because I'd rather then I'd rather be honest and set a boundary
0: right yeah because
1: what you really want to say is I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody right now that doesn't want to be present that's what you really want to say that's Mm -hmm. authentic
0: yeah totally totally (laughs) and so like these I guess I just want to like as we probably get close to wrapping this up I just want to say like these come up in like blips too, right? They come up really fast. And um, I think that requires some presence and some awareness, right? And some acceptance that like sometimes we'll catch it and sometimes we won't, but the more we work towards it, I think the more we work towards being who we truly are, right? Right.
1: We, we have to appreciate it on the authentic, and we'll end with this, but on the authentic journey, we have to appreciate our humanness. Mm-hmm. The beauty of this is we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to create an illusion of perfect or put any kind of pressure. We're not under the gun to say, I have to do this perfectly all the time. We yeah. just catch it and we catch it hopefully sooner to say, remember that conversation we were having, uh, you know, a half an hour ago or yesterday, we can always come back to it and then go back to that primary level Uh, anytime so that's the beauty of of this work is that it's a work in progress it's a work of art and it comes through practice
0: yeah I like that I have this little analogy because I was kind of raised in a family so my my family that I was raised in picked up the rug and went like this (laughs) and so my analogy is that I come back with a broom and I clean up my mess and so I, I I will say like I'll circle back but in my mind I'm like I need to go back to that That didn't quite go the way I wanted it to. So I try to go back and I call it clean up. I don't want it to be negative, but it's like I come back and I revisit because I'm not always authentic in the moment. And that's reality. Um, But when I realize it, I definitely don't want to like forget that. I want to go back and be like, hey, can we just talk about that for a minute? And it makes me feel so much better.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like what you teach in your mindfulness class. If you can be mindful of the fact that you're not mindful, that's mindfulness. If you can notice that you're not present, oh yeah, that's pre- rather than being lost in your thoughts. If you can notice that you're not being authentic, that's authenticity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the paradox of it all.
1: It is. it is. It's fun. Great. Always good.
0: Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it, or subscribe, or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time, Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.